Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Okay. One of the basic things that a lot of reporters do is they scan police reports. Who got busted and why? Aaron Davis covers Contra Costa County for the East Bay Times. And he was looking through these reports when he noticed info that had never been there before. So I checked on it and said, daily release report. The daily release report. That's a list of who's getting out of jail in Contra Costa County and when. And Aaron knew this small change was actually a big deal. And I said, oh, wow, I didn't know that this was happening. It's a big deal because it means ICE knows just when and where immigrants will be released. A federal agency can sweep them up and take them right next door to the Bay Area's only immigration detention center, which is also in Contra Costa County. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. Contra Costa County runs the Bay Area's only ICE immigration detention center. It's in Richmond in the northern part of the city, and there's been a lot of controversy around it. Allegations of detainee abuse brought to light by CIVIC, an immigrant advocacy group. Here's Aaron Davis. So CIVIC stands for uh, Community Initiatives for Visiting Immigrants in Confinement. They're actually a national organization. They are in, I think it's 40 different detention facilities around the country with ICE approval. And they go in and they talk with uh, immigrants, give legal advice. Basically, they are a line to the outside. So they've worked with the sheriff's office since 2011, but in November, um, they published a letter from 27 women who were in uh, ICE detention there, alleging that they were being confined to their cells for 23 hours a day. They're also saying that because they were confined for so long that they had to use red bags or biohazard bags to go to the bathroom, and that there's been what they see as a pattern of abuse, uh, a a neglect as well, even more so than any regular inmate. They say that they're treated worse. 
Well, Veronica, as leaders around the Bay Area proudly proclaim their cities as sanctuary cities, protesters here in Contra Costa County want to know where their leaders stand. Dozens of protesters gathered at Contra Costa County Sheriff David Livingston's office today. That doesn't protect me from the fear. They're emotional. Of coming home and maybe not having my sisters there. This is a you know important issue right now, particularly with local resistance to a uh, national agenda of uh, deporting immigrants. Right. And, uh, According to the Chronicle last week, Senator Feinstein sent a letter to the director of ICE asking for an investigation. East Bay Congressman Mark DeSaulnier has asked the U.S. Attorney General's office to investigate. And California's Attorney General is also looking into those allegations. So Civic has flagged all these abuses, and the conversation about ICE in the Bay Area is, is, is pretty intense at this time, and this conversation has become very public. How did Contra Costa County Sheriff's Office react? Well, they um, denied that there was any abuses there. They um, admitted to minor ones, um, specifically that uh, deputy had used foul language. They did counter uh, claim that Civic had been violating their policies as they were in the jail. But then, a little bit later, on February 15th, uh, the sheriff's office canceled the unmonitored and free uh, telephone extension at the Richmond jail that Civic had established, which was one line of communication with uh, immigrants in the West County Detention Facility. ACLU, um, I think, was saying that it was retaliation, which wouldn't be outside of the realm of uh, believability for Sheriff Livingston, who has had somewhat retaliatory practices um, in the past. Then on February 20th, they suspended clearance for Civic's program coordinator, Rebecca Merton, who could no longer visit. It clearly seems to be retaliatory in response to the organizing efforts of women in detention at the facility and Civic volunteers' role in publicizing their efforts to get information about the conditions um, in the facility to the outside. Then on March 5th, they banned Civic from actually visiting uh, the facility, saying that they violated policies. Did you get a sense like this was a pattern of the sheriff's office isolating immigrants from either information or support in the, in the jail? It does feel like that. I mean, the timing of all of it is very suspect. Cutting off uh, contact for Civic as well as increasing coordination, though indirectly, with ICE, uh, does look like a pattern to me. Um, and, and also, we have to remember, like, around this time, all this other stuff was going on in the Bay Area. We were on high alert mm -hmm. for ICE raids. Uh, the U.S. Oh, yeah. Attorney General Jeff Sessions came to California right after he filed a lawsuit mm -hmm. against the state's sanctuary policy. I mean, all this stuff. And with Sessions, uh, Livingston was, I believe, the first sheriff out here to meet with Sessions personally when he came to uh, visit. Contra Costa yeah. County, like many county jails and sheriff's offices around the state, has actually cooperated with ICE for a while, unlike other Bay Area cities and counties that have refused, flat out refused to cooperate. What do you think that tells us about Contra Costa? Um, it tells you a little bit about the dual populations that they serve. You know, you see the, the red meet the blue. Once you get a little further inland, you start seeing um, law enforcement that sometimes will oversee more uh, um, conservative areas, will act... Uh, more conservatively. Yeah. With sheriff's offices that are elected, you get these sort of uh, leaders in, in office. You know, the, the politicians are supposed to 
be much like the people who are uh, um, their constituents. There's no better place than, I guess, Contra Costa County in this area. It's where there's a mixing of the two different viewpoints on how our immigration system should be handled. And so last week, you're looking at the reports online. You notice that there's this other tab. You notice that the Contra Costa Sheriff's Office is sharing release date information with the public. Do you know how mm-hmm. long they, they've been doing this? They've been doing it since the 16th, one day after the Sheriff's Office uh, terminated telephone extension that Civic had at the Richmond Jail. That's the 16th um, of February? Mm-hmm, yep. Has, did the Sheriff's Office say why they started doing this? They said they were doing it for... Reentry programs, inmate reentry programs, even though some of them that I talked with, some of the major ones, um, said that they didn't request this information. They didn't request it to be publicly put out. Uh, I even asked them which organizations had requested this information to be put out publicly, and they did not get back to me about that. A big piece of this the story is that California passed its sanctuary state law, and it went into effect in January. Mm-hmm. Is the sheriff's office uh, violating this in any way? No, it's actually uh, um, it's actually written into the law that this is allowed. It's even part of the public records law. However, it is very odd timing because they didn't do it before this. So right, right. Um, why now? We we know that Contra Costa County has had a long-standing history of cooperating with ICE. They contract with the agency to provide beds for immigrant detainees. They mm-hmm. uh, would alert ICE about immigrants who are being released. How is what they're doing now any different from what they were doing before California passed its sanctuary state law? Well, um, the sanctuary state law was supposed to prevent any sort of communication, coordination um, with ICE. However, through this this sort of public posting, it still is a communication, though indirectly. It is putting the information that ICE needs out there in the public domain for ICE to be able to get it. And so that's, that's the question going forward. It's how nuanced do we get with what communication actually means? I mean, even with the attorney general's office, uh, their response to me on this article was anything uh, that is available to the public, you know, is allowed to be released, even though you can't send what's in the daily release report directly to ICE. Um, if it is available to the public, then it is available to ICE. So what does this mean for the people who are detained at the West County facility who are, who are immigrants, uh, the 27 um, women and others who are there? For the people who are already in ICE detention and are in beds that ICE contracts with the sheriff's office to have there, it's not going to change a whole lot for them because they're already in ICE detention. However, what is going to change is anyone else who may be coming into ca- county jails um, and may be on a list for ICE to be to pick up. Now a misdemeanor will put your name in a system your, uh, and uh, your record up there for ICE to be able to look through the records and know this person um, is going to be released on this date, will be waiting outside. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thank you. So Contra Costa County seems to have found a loophole in California's sanctuary state law. And by releasing the names of immigrant detainees, it makes it easier for ICE to arrest people and bring them into the ICE detention center, which the county also runs. I'm Devin Kadiyama. You've been listening to The Bay. I'm guessing you listen to The Bay because you care about local news and you like the way we tell you about it. So I want to let you know about another KQED podcast that I think you'll like. It's called Cued Up. 
The host, Ryan Levy, curates the best story we put on the radio that week, and he gets it to you on your phone, so you can listen wherever and whenever you want. That's queued up, Q-E-D up, and you can get it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. 